Welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Minds podcast. My name is Chris Chapman, and I am your host. And if this is your first time tuning in, then this is a podcast dedicated to those who want to reach a next level in their business, personal, or career life. Every other week, I'm blessed to sit down with a fully qualified guest, entrepreneur, content creator, or mover and shaker in their industry, and really walk through their story, how they've gotten from point A to point B and overcome various adversities along the way. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to reiterate my main goal, which is to truly impact over 1 million people by helping them reach a next level in their business, personal, or career life. So if you have not done this already, please take the time to do a couple things. One, subscribe to Next Level Minds on Apple Podcast. Two, share this episode with a family member, friend, or colleague. Three, leave a review of Next Level Minds if you have not done so already. That's how the show grows. And four, utilize social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Share the show on those platforms. Tag me. Would love to repost. Let's grow this show together. Now, on to today's guest. I am sitting down with a good friend of mine who was a guest on the Next Level Minds podcast back in April of 2022. So I wanted to have this guest back again. And for those who have you been listening for a while, I think I've only had one or two other guests come back. And so I say that in the lens of this guest is a very special individual, which is why I wanted to bring him back on. And I'm speaking with Ryan Cass. He is the founder of his own company, which is One Day Coaching. He's the co-founder of Champion Tribe, which is a community and family of champions of life. He is a senior manager at Boeing. He is a mentor, a coach, an endurance athlete, a community builder, a speaker, and somebody who has his systems locked in more than anybody that I've ever seen, which is how he's able to balance all of the great things that he's doing. Today, we're gonna talk a lot about goals, systems, failures, adversities, intentions behind doing things, and so much more. So if you wanna be geared up, pumped up, and ready to rock 2024, this is the episode for you. And as we like to say here at Next Level Minds, your mindset is your greatest weapon for the battle of success. Let's dive in. Ryan, good to have you back on the podcast, brother. Fired up to be back here, fresh out of a traffic jam and excited to be with you, man. Dude, I loved what you said, though, offline about uh, the mindset behind it. I'd love if you could just kind of reshare that because I'm sure out the gate, a lot of listeners would, would love to hear. Yeah. So what folks don't know is that Chris and I were supposed to be doing this interview about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> And it appeared as when I was leaving the office that it was going to be my normal 20 minute drive home. And it turned into an hour and a half drive home. And as I'm sitting there in the car, you know, there's a couple options. You can sit and be upset and pound the steering wheel or curse or just choose to be angry over something that's out of your control and be mad that you missed the podcast. Or, you know, I look at it as, Hey, this is an opportunity that now I get to listen to an amazing podcast episode with Ed Milet and Brendan Burchard. And I get to make a few phone calls and, you know, with anything in life, we have a choice as to how we're going to respond to it. And also if the worst thing that happens to me today is that I sat in my car for an extra hour and a half, things are going pretty well in life. And a lot of people in this world would love to have your worst problem that day. Mm. The one thing I think about at work is that people are complaining about the long walk from the parking lot. And then I think about people that are in wheelchairs and you think, think through that for a minute, think about how many people and maybe 
people that are listening are included. And I've definitely at, at, very, at earlier points in life taken something as simple as a long walk to a building as, ah, look at this long walk. You know how many people would kill to have that long walk? So it's just with these, with these moments, these temporary moments rather, that may present conflict or a, an inconvenience, always flip the script and look at what can this give me right now? So that's what I offer to anyone listening. Always flip the script. Dude, I love that. I think that's a great way to start the episode. And, and just to piggyback off that, I mean, totally agree with all the points you made. But I also think kind of adding to that is that like everything always works out for the reason that it should work out. For example, if we had originally recorded at 530, I had about an hour of eight to five work that I had to do after. But since we pushed it back an hour, I was like, I'm just going to do this now. And now I can get done with the podcast, eat dinner pack for my trip and go to sleep versus having to do the podcast, get back into work grind mode, eat dinner, and then pack. So I'm like, I'm very glad it kind of worked out this way type of thing. Yeah, there you go. You know, so, and take advantage of the opportunity that the new opportunity that gets presented and yeah. you go from there. Yeah. So I, I mean, challenge uh, already out the gate, man, challenge for the listeners is whatever circumstance you're dealing with, try to think about that perspective that Ryan shared and try to think about this situation, this circumstance, it serves a, a bigger reason. Although the reason I shared was very simplistic, that's still a bigger reason of why this happened. So that's what I wanted to share. But uh, diving in, Ryan, I think a good question to to kind of really like kick us off into even higher gear is I know you are extremely passionate about breaking generational curses. So I would love if you could take it from there and, and first kind of say why has this happened? Why are you passionate about that? And then maybe some things out the gate of like what you're doing right now to help others break some generational curses. Absolutely. So I often tell people that the greatest gift I've ever received in this life is growing up in a family with a systemic trend of alcoholism and mental and emotional abuse. And it, and I say it's the greatest gift because for many reasons, one, it's what has created this conversation today. It's what has created and fueled a lot of the things that I choose and get to do today, whether it's a keynote speech or recording on my own podcast and coaching clients and the list goes on and on. It's created so many fantastic things that I would have never imagined in those difficult moments. But life early on looked like me often playing the middleman between my parents and just stepping into a lot of chaotic scenes at home that you wouldn't want your children to see, uh, fueled by alcohol. And some of them to the point to where, you know, police would show up at the house. And my main objective was making sure that everything was okay. And then my little sister who's three years younger than me, didn't see what was going on. And what really bugged me about it, Chris, is that this experience, those experiences I just named have just been passed down from family line to family line to family line. And then it's here in this house that I'm living in. And I remember in those moments I was being, I was very angry at the world and upset. Mm -hmm. Why is this happening to me? I didn't know about this whole personal development world and, and really things don't happen to us in life. Things happen for us. And I didn't know about this. How is this happening for me question yet? So being angry and upset, I did start envisioning, well, what would I want to do with my life and how do I want to make it look different? And I remember I make making myself a promise that the buck stops with me. I'm not going to be the next one to carry this on. And so that really just led me down this path of researching some of the best leaders in the world, most renowned people that we often talk about, Ed Milet, Tony Robbins, Richard Branson, Warren Buffett. And as I'm learning about all these people and really what sets them apart, I discovered that they're all very intentional about writing their goals down and looking at those every day and building systems. And, and I'll just never forget asking myself, is it really that simple? Is it really that freaking simple to get whatever you want in life 
and to end generational trauma just by writing it down and looking at it every day. And I did that for the first time in 2011 during my first semester of college at the Citadel and never turned back from there. It absolutely changed my life. And why I'm so passionate about this is because there's a lot of people in this world that come from a broken household or live in a family that has been impacted by a generational curse, generational trauma that view it as something happening to them versus for them. And by these simple mindset shifts and by this simple practice of even writing down what you want and looking at it every day, it shifts your behavior, it shifts your thinking, it shifts your way of being. You start finding the positives in everything. You start focusing on things that you want to create. You start rewiring your subconscious to be more intentional. And it's the most powerful, beautiful, and simple thing that I want everyone, regardless of if you've been impacted by this or not, we all face difficulties in our lives and have all been impacted by something. There's something deep down that drives everybody. But I've found this to be a, a gateway to end the curse, to but to make sure that the buck does stop with me. And that's, again, what has created this conversation and led me to start a lot of things outside of my corporate role to serve these people and just show people that we can create any life that we want when we choose what, what, what we're intentional about. Yeah, man, I just want to say firsthand, I'm sure you've uh, received this feedback before, but like, dude, just watching you from afar and even close up, like, it's so cool to see what you've been able to do so far in life. I know you and I are, are both just scratching the surface of our potential, which is honestly the coolest part. Um, but I love to see that. And I love to see just the intentionality behind it. Like you can tell when somebody's real or fake, right? And every time you've talked about this, I can just tell you're so genuine and, and honestly, like so intentional about it. And frankly, it seems to be that this is like a big driver for you of why you're doing all these things and what gets you out of bed in the morning. So uh, I just love to see it from this perspective over here. I appreciate that, man. It it means a lot. And yeah, I don't believe that you or I have even gotten close to the surface yet. And that's something that is so exciting. It's something that's so exciting and not just for us, but the people listening, think about how many folks that are being intentional about tuning into this. Hmm. And if you're listening to this right now, it's it you're it's because you crave the to get the most out of life and see Chris as somebody you can learn from, which you can't hit, which you you absolutely can learn from Chris. And it's an honor to be to be on here right now. But man, like I think that's just in a in a a question I like to pose to myself often, like what is our true potential? Mm. And I don't think it's one that, I don't think it's a question that we'll ever really know the answer to. Because when you commit to this journey, when you commit to this lifestyle, I had a mentor tell me this, that you're really on a mountain with no peak. Mm. You know, there's a reason why people like the Ed Milets, the Brendan Richards, who we were talking about before hopping on here, the Richard Branson's, there's a reason why they haven't just hung up the their shoes, even though they have hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. It's because they're on the mountain with no peak too. And they're constantly challenging and assessing what their true potential is. And I don't think we'll ever really know the answer. Yeah. And to me, that's the fun part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, I think the cool thing to when you adopt that mindset and then also mixing it back to what you just referenced of, of the goals and writing them down and all the important stuff there, right? But like, I have the mentality that if you wake up every day and you're looking at your goals and then you're also putting in the systems and habits and all that stuff towards those goals, I find a lot of joy in that personally because it's like I know every single day I'm getting closer and closer to just my ideal life one year down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road. And I know when I go to bed at night, I'm like, man, I just did all these things. The podcast with Ryan, the client meetings, the workouts, the tracking my macros this week. It's like, 
boom, I'm getting closer to that goal. And to me, like that brings a ton of happiness. I'm, I'm sure you would kind of agree with that too, right? Oh yeah. The number one motivator, I, I reference this in a lot of my speeches now, the number one motivator for people you may think, and I and I also thought too, like it could be, maybe it's money, maybe it's happiness, maybe it's possessions, material items. This Harvard Business Review showed that the number one motivator for humans is progress. Mm. Moving forward, even if it's the most minuscule bit of progress, even if it's literally one step, progress, when, when people move closer to their goals and create quick wins. Even if it's just, I did a 10 minute workout today and I, and, and I checked that box off. Studies show that you release just as much dopamine from checking that list off of the, off of your quick win or crossing off that goal that you release just as much dopamine from that as you would after say a two hour long, hard workout. Wow. So you create this drug for yourself, like this, this concept of progress is this drug, this good drug that we can create for ourselves. And I love that you write things down. And, and I also encourage people like write down, there shouldn't be a day that goes by where you don't have three things that you can, you can do that day that are going to get you closer to your goals or even three quick wins, whether it's making your bed whether it's folding the laundry, like the most simple things. And then you do that repeatedly over time. You build your confidence. You become more invested in your, your habits. You become more invested in the journey. And you just start believing in yourself more. Because you're like, man, look at all these things I'm doing. If I could do that little thing, I can do this little thing. And small becomes big. You want to win big, you got to win small first. And I love what you said. Yeah, and then just just stack the wins. And I love what you said too about like, the joy you get from, from checking it off. And it's, it's funny how that works. And I think there's a misconception of it's like, okay, well I have to do, you know, this physical activity and read the book and read this. And although you should be investing a lot of time into those things, it's like, don't get trapped in the mindset of like, I have to do an hour workout and 30 pages and this and this, it's like, dude, some days, not all days. Right. But some days when I'm super busy, I may only get a, a one or two mile run in and maybe only five pages and, you know, maybe only two minutes of visualization that wraps up to only being like 30 minutes again, would much rather have more time, but at least you still move the needle, right? It's 30 minutes more than yeah. zero. Yeah. So I you think know? that's, I think that's super cool. And, uh, I, I know you touched on this on the first time we spoke, uh, on next level minds, which was, uh, about a year ago, but. I would love since uh, 2024 is approaching and I don't want to spend too much time here because I want to talk about all the runs and stuff too. I think that's really, really solid, but uh, can you just go over kind of like your systematic approach when it comes to like goal settings and then maybe like the execution behind it? Cause I think a lot of people could get some value out of that. Yeah. So I'll, how about this? I'll share my winner framework that I yeah. developed. And I'll, and I'll go through that. And then what I'll do is conceptualize like, okay, here's how I actually write this stuff down and look at it every day and, and build the day to day. So when we think about a winner in life, you know, what, what does that person do? What represents a winner? So let's dissect it real quick. So W is one, you got to write everything down, get in the habit of writing everything your daily checklist, your, your goals, the little wins. If you don't write stuff down now, start writing things down. Any personal development book you read, any of the experts that you listen to, they will tell you the same thing. And I'll share my favorite stat, which people that have listened to me before have known. I've probably said this close to a million times now. Just by writing things down, you're 42% more likely to accomplish it. That's proven by a study by Dr. Gail Matthews. And I'll leave it there. Write everything down. Now, the next thing, the I, is you in or sorry, identify what it is that is important to you. So that may be completely different from me to you. 
it could be completely different from whoever's listening. So I say, identify what's important. So if you think about what is, if I ask you, what's really important in your life, you would start naming things off, such as your family, your fitness, your faith, your finance. For some other people, it could be their their relationship. It could be fitness and the environment, anything. But what are the five things, no more than five things that are important to you in life? And then let's just take one. So fitness. Then identify like, what does success look like in that? So if we fast forwarded the clock to, let's just say December 31st, 2024 now, and you say fitness is something that's important to you, what would success look like? What would make you say, man, 2024 was a great year in fitness because I ran my first marathon or I lost 25 pounds or I gained five pounds of muscle. That's what success looks like. Okay, great. Now we get into systems. So when we talk about now we're in the end, we're in the first end. So a goal is simply a desired outcome. What allows you to accomplish a goal, rather what enables you to accomplish a goal is you build a system around it. Hmm. So for this goal of, let's say, losing 25 pounds, the question really is what person, what type of person must you become? You must become someone that works out frequently. You must become somebody that prioritizes their diet. You must become somebody that prioritizes their recovery. So that first N is you normalize habits. You normalize the behaviors. Mm. You really, you build system around it. The second N is you notify people. Going back to the stats, 42%, when you share your goals with somebody. So if I tell you, Chris, that my goal in... One of my goals in 2024 is to complete the New York and Chicago marathons because you know that. And I value being a man of my word and a person of integrity and someone that does what they say they're going to do. Now, studies show I'm 70% more likely to accomplish that thing because it's written and now you know about it. And if I tell you about this all the time, Additional studies show, this is my new favorite stat, that you're 90% more likely to accomplish it. Mm. So this is how you hack life. And this is how you just make the odds work in your favor. And it's nothing grandiose. Now, now we're at the E. And the E is you eliminate excuses and you eliminate limiting language. Mm. There's no room for excuses in this formula. And there's no room for limiting language. So I don't want anyone to try to be more fit in 2024. Because when you say, I'm going to try to work out tomorrow, what that says is, eh, maybe I'll work out tomorrow. It's optional. Versus when you say, I'm going to work out tomorrow. Now you're triggering in your brain that an action is going to be taken tomorrow. An action is going to be taken to move you closer to becoming more fit or to, to accomplishing your professional goal, to being more intentional about your relationship, your marriage, whatever the case may be. So eliminate limiting language and try is just, it's my least favorite word in the, in the vocab, in the Merriam Webster dictionary. I can't stand it. It needs to be eradicated from the dictionary. If I was president for a day, I would get rid of that word. (laughs) And then, and then the R is you repeat, repeat, repeat. You do this stuff repeatedly over time. And it is amazing. It is amazing what can be accomplished and what can be created in life. And just as a, as a visual, like, okay, you may be thinking, great. Now, How do I actually apply this practice to writing my goals down? Identify what's important, get your categories, no more than five, and then no more than three goals. So your five and three rule, no more than three things in each bucket. And if this is your first time doing it, then I would encourage anyone to put one thing, one thing in each box. And one of the biggest things I've learned 
and I believe Chris, you this you could speak to this too, is on this journey, less equals more when it comes to goals. It, even if you only have three goals written down for the year, those three goals could be monumental and require monumental effort and everything that you've got in your heart and soul. And that's and and accomplishing those three things may set you up for the next five, 10, 15 years. I don't know. Versus writing down a hundred things, thinking that writing down more things equals more ambition and then getting mad at yourself that you only accomplish one of them. Mm. So as years have gone by, I've actually condensed my lists more and more and more. And in 2024, I'll be doing it again and there'll be less goals on there, but they're going to be much more challenging, much higher quality. And that's what I, that's why I encourage everyone. That's how I encourage everyone to get into this and to build systems. Think about the winner framework and you will win. You will have challenges, but you will win. Mm. Dude, I love that. Uh, I love that framework. I don't think you shared that uh, acronym, if you will, on, on the last episode. Um, so I like that you broke it down in that lens there. And, uh, I really like what you said about the, the keeping it simple. It's like, I've struggled with that too. In the past, like you were talking about, where it's like, I wrote down like 25 goals or 50, 20 something goals. And then it's like, whoa, I'm just scrambling at the end versus like the deeper, better to go deeper than, than wider mentality there. Um, yep. so, and yeah, I mean, your approach is cool. Cause it's like at the most you'll have what 15 written down if you, you know, five categories, three for each. And then, you know, if you're simplistic, you'll have, you know, five type of thing that you can really focus on. So I think that's super cool. Um, and you took the thought out of my head. I was about to ask you about accountability because I remember you called me one time at like five 30 in the morning, like just making sure you're getting up. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah I actually missed your call. And I was like, dude, I'm at the gym. Don't worry. And I had, remember that I sent you the picture of it yep. or whatever. Um, yep. so I was going to ask you about the importance of that, but you touched on it with the winter framework there. So I appreciate all that. Absolutely. Um, dude, let's, uh, let's shift a little bit. Um, and this is obviously stuff that's important to you. Um, and I think it's a super unique story. I mean, obviously you've done ultra runs, marathons, all that. You, you obviously just ran, um, hundred miles on the Cooper River bridge, which I think is crazy. Just the amount of like back and forth you have to do there. Um, so I want you to touch on that, but I like, I also want you to dive into like your six year Boston marathon journey, because I think that can capture a lot of different people, whether you're a runner, whether you're trying to gain weight, whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're on this eight year, five year, two year journey of trying to start a business. Like I think the themes in your story there encompass everyone. Yeah. Well, let's, let's tie it back to <laughs> what I just mentioned. I, I just, broke down a framework and then said, if you do this, you will win. Now the caveat is that there will be challenges. And in life, even if you have the best system in the world, you've got the most clear goal. You look at it every day, just like I didn't know that it was going to take me an hour and a half to get home today. Life will throw you a curveball or two. And it's up to you and how you respond to that. And and in this case, life through many curveballs, and you, guess what? You get back in the batter's box, and you put the bat up, and you're like, "All right, I'm ready for the next pitch. Let's go." You know, I'm not, I'm not leaving this batter's box until I get a hit, or I get on base, or I hit my home run. So in 2017, I wrote down that a goal to to run, run a marathon and qualify for Boston. And for some context, the reason why the Boston marathon is so significant, especially in the United States is it's the oldest marathon and it is old school in the sense that the only way you get into Boston is by qualifying. Like mm -hmm. there's no lottery system. They do, they do have some charity fundraising slots, but besides that, compared to the other world major marathons in Chicago, New York, London, Berlin, Tokyo, Boston is the only one that doesn't have the, the lucky lottery system. So you, you have to, you get to qualify. And as being an under 
34 year old male, the qualifying standards for Boston is running a sub three hour marathon. So at minimum, that's a six minute, 51 second per mile pace. And I love pursuing very challenging, ambitious goals. And I figure, well, I don't want to just run a marathon. I want to go, go, go for the, go for the gold, man. And you know, what's the hardest thing I can do. And so set my sights on Boston that year, 2017 got injured, unforeseen, didn't really know too much what I was doing. I would actually, I didn't train that well. And I would go run as hard as I could every single day, figuring, okay, well, to get fast and to run fast for a long time, you must always run fast. And I found that I just plateaued a lot. So learned a little bit more about the sport and what to do. 2018, I was like, all right, didn't happen in 2017. I'm going to write it down in 2018. No go, injured again, and but got better at training. I'm making progress. 2019, okay. I'm definitely going to qualify this year. Like I'm fast. I'm strong. I'm doing all the right things. I'm changing my shoes out. All the good stuff. January 23rd, 2019, I was going for what I thought was my normal run. And just, just got done talking to my dad and told him I was going for a run after work, my normal, my normal eight mile route. And 10 minutes into that run crossing a crosswalk, I was struck by an SUV and I woke up at the trauma unit at Medical University of South Carolina here in Charleston. So thank God that I'm here. The big man clearly has a few things set for me. That's why I still get to be here today because uh, so then, so that takes 2019 out of the picture. 2020, as the world knows, a few things got canceled that year. So no, no qualifying that year. 2021, 100% going to be my year. I'm back, made all this progress, strong, everything. Go to the Wilmington Marathon. I'm running a great race. Paces are a little out of control, but I'm still, I'm, I'm going wicked fast. And at mile 16, you know, I know something's wrong. Like I can't reach into my gel pouch anymore to get my nutrition. But at that point I'm thinking, all right, I've been going at this for four years now. I'm not stopping. It's 10 miles. Like kind of thinking like David Goggins, like suck it up. <laughs> you know, you keep going. And even doesn't matter what the body says, you keep going. It's about the mind. So that's what I'm telling myself. And then at mile 20, I'm really, something's really wrong. Cause at this point I'm starting to lose even more feeling, but then my, that Goggins is saying six more miles, suck it up and keep going mile 22 and 23. I mean, I'm literally starting to feel like I'm falling asleep. Like this is, this isn't just a, this is more of like a mechanical thing now. Like something is actually wrong in the body, like the systems, you know, like this is, this isn't a mindset thing either. Like you, you can't yeah, push through this. Yeah. Something's, something is very wrong, but I still refuse. I'm thinking, all right, I'm, I'm getting way off pace now, but I'm going to miraculously recover and come back and bounce back. And I'll sprint my way and start running six minute miles out of nowhere. And at mile 24, it takes a turn for the worst. Um, I'm running into parked cars. Like it looks like I'm a newborn giraffe. Like my legs are just falling out from under me. So thank God that the medics ripped me off. That's, that's why marathons are so expensive, by the way, for all the hmm. uh, insurance and everything that uh, <laughs> they need to have. So, so a medic rips me off and says, you're done. And I'm saying, let me go, let me go. I got two miles. I can figure I'm going to finish this freaking thing. You know, I'm going to sprint back and they start taking my readings. Like Mr. Cash, you're at, you're at risk for cardiac arrest. Like your heart rates in like the two thirty, like two twenty, And, and I, um, so end up in the hospital and I was like, all right, well, back we go. Another opportunity. Failure equals opportunity. There's no real such thing as failure. It's just, an opportunity. It's an opportunity to get better, learn something about yourself, do it differently. So 
10 months later in 2022, go back to the exact same race, got a chip on my shoulder. It's been five years now at this point and I'm running. What I didn't know is at mile 12, like my parents actually were following me the whole time. They came to Wilmington. They stood in the middle of the road at mile 12 so they could know, so they could uh, let me know that they were there. And at that point, I'm telling myself, like, dude, you better freaking qualify. And at mile 22 and 23 again, that wall starts coming up. Mm. But at this point, that was just a mental wall. And mile 24 was my fastest mile of the entire race Mm. and ended up qualifying for Boston in 2022. And I got to run the Boston Marathon this year after... After six years, seven, going seven years, seven year journey. So all of that to say that when you initially write something down, you may, you may get it when you want it and when you expect it. And in many cases, as been the case with me, has been the case with you, Chris, like you're not always going to get it when you want it, but the beauty is in the process. And each year along those seven, you know, it taught me something new and it made me stronger, made me more capable, not just as a runner, but just to handle life's challenges. You know, there's been some times where over the last few years, you know, I've lost some good friends, um, the, some close relationships have, have been severed. And I think just by a lot of the intentional tests that running has provided, you know, it's, it's helped make those things easier. It's helped make the longer days at the office Mm. flow more smoothly. And there's so much good. There's so much good to be found in the moments of despair in the moments of struggle in the moments of negativity. There is always good and that's what i wish that people get from that journey dude there's a ton to unpack there um i'll I'll congratulate you again of like how badass that is of 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 first off even qualifying second finishing and uh third just like to keep going like i'm glad those medics pulled you off because of of the heart rate and all that but it's like man that's some true mental toughness to like keep going uh under those conditions there so I think that's super cool. And I think the biggest thing, dude, and this is what I'm like personally, like coaching a lot of primarily young men on, but it's like flipping that victim mentality from instead of like, why me looking at this challenge, this struggle is like a gift because of all the things that you just mentioned there. So I love that you, you share that story with us, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's uh, and then the other, the other way I look at it too, is like, look, look at all these cool stories I get to tell now. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. You know, I mean, so I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing about it. I wouldn't change any of it. Yeah. I was going to say like, every time you conquer a struggle, it's kind of like you can add that to the arsenal of, I'm just going to say this story and, and talk about this and impact somebody, whether it's a speech, a podcast, a solo episode, you name it. So I think that's, that's a good way to look at it as well. Um, Dude, I want to talk to you also about you talked about relationships a little bit, but like, where, where do you find your balance? Cause you wrote down like what's important to you. You have the systems, you have this, right. But like, dude, you're doing a lot just like me. I mean, you have the full-time job, the coaching, the podcast. So those are three things we share, but then you have like your aggressive training of, of running, right. Running 10 miles to train takes a hell of a lot longer than it does for me to do a 45 minute workout. So it's kind of like, what's your balance to handle all those important areas of your life? Yeah. So you, you build a system around it and you get very good at looking ahead and eliminating any guesswork. So there's no day that goes by where I wake up and I'm scratching my head like, all right, what am I going to do today? Mm. The reason why it's so important to put your goals down in front of you and to write down these, the, the things that you want to accomplish is one, because it gets it out of your head and there's no chance of it getting lost amongst the myriad of thoughts that we have 
throughout the course of a day, which experts estimate we have 50,000 to 80,000 thoughts. Our minds are always running. And two, it allows you to look at, okay, this thing I say is really important. So I've got this calendar. I've got these time blocks. Mm. Where am I going to fit it? And you mentioned the podcasts and the things that, you know, the various things that, that I choose to do. Not all of those buckets or not all of those things get touched every single day. Mm-hmm. So for instance, there are certain reminders or time slots in my calendar where, Hey, this, this Monday from five fifteen to six fifteen, generally speaking, PM is where I'm going to focus on my podcast guest outreach or this time from the, from on Tuesday from three to four o'clock, that's usually a business coaching call. So it's creating those time slots for the things that are important. And then this is also where you make some sacrifices. And if you want to get those things done within your day, starts very early. Mm-hmm. You want to fit the workout in. Generally speaking, the best time to do it is at the crack of dawn or anywhere between 4.30 a.m. to, to 5.30, usually out there on the road. And what helps you be able to do that more often is, again, make sure people know about it or, or get a running buddy or a workout buddy. But I believe it's really as simple as you take what you say is important you look at a calendar for a week, you map it out for the week. Okay. This thing fits there. This thing fits there. The workout is here and you repeat, 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 and you make little adjustments here and there. And if you're in a, you mentioned relationships, like if you, if you're in a relationship with, which now I am for the first time in many years, it's, something that you know my girlfriend and I were actually talking about it today. Ed Milet and Brandon Burchard released released an amazing podcast episode about how to navigate through busy season. And you know, we talk about these things like, all right, what's your week looking like? And mm-hmm. we know, generally speaking, all right, like these days we might not see each other or this this particular day or this particular week, it might be that you know, we, we see each other after work this one night and we go from there and we understand it, but it's something that we know in advance. It's not a head scratch. Ah, oh, yeah. Am I going to see you today? It's like, no, we, we, we know about it because we're intentional about it. Hmm. That's cool, man. And I think just also embracing the season that you're in, right. You're going to go through some crazy busy seasons. You're going to go through some not as busy seasons. And uh, I think that's another thing too, just like you embraced that situation with the six year journey, right? You had ebbs and flows throughout that whole process. So, um, man, I, I would love if you, uh, as we start to wrap up, I, I want you to talk about your scholarship. Um, cause I think that's super cool what you're doing. And, uh, I know like I've seen all these photos and stuff, how you've like impacted lives with it. And every time I'm see it, I'm like, man, like Ryan just planted like a big seed in their life that probably just changed their entire trajectory over this thing. So I think that's super cool. Oh man, if if it does that, then that's I believe the the greatest honor. And the scholarship. So last year I'm thinking about my goals and just what's important, how do I want to make an impact? What does success look like? The same questions I posed earlier. One thing that I've always wanted to do, especially having student debt in the past, I, I graduated from the Citadel and walked out of there with $70,000 in student loans and, and paying those off. I I got rid of them in just over three years. And I remember paying every penny and it was painful. I'm like, man, this is, this is not fun. But again, a lot of lessons in there wouldn't change that. But, and I thought, I thought back as I've become more financially blessed, I'm like, there's a lot of people that are out there that were just like me in terms of coming from a broken household. And if you're coming from one of those households, there's likely not a lot of college funds set aside, if any. And 
also the the stats say that people that come from a broken household or one that's been impacted by a generational curse are you know 36% less likely to succeed and i just have a big problem with that and also coupled with the the pain of paying off student loans like you know what i'm going to do something about it so i decided to launch the be the first one scholarship because when you come up through one of these households you have a choice you can be the next one to carry it on whatever it may be, whether it's alcoholism, drug abuse, anything, you could be the next one to carry it on, or you can be the first one to break the trend and do Mm -hmm. something different. And those are the kids that I wanted to, that I'm, that I'm being intentional about finding and rewarding. So 2022, I put it out to the entire state of South Carolina. Hey, any rising college freshmen, graduating seniors, I've got this scholarship that at the time, my goal was just to give away two $1,000 scholarships. I figure, okay, I can raise, I can raise $2,000. I'm pretty sure. Let's see what happens. And brought in $8,000, found four students that are, I'm still in touch with today. And that is since now, now we're in 2023 and four more students were just awarded. And all across the state of South Carolina and got one in North Carolina now. And my dream with this is eventually, mark my words, I will give out a full ride to somebody and then to multiple people. And it's just coming from wanting to serve that younger version of myself and mm-hmm. what would, you know, and knowing what it's like to to make those those loan payments. Yeah. Uh, hey, if I can if I can make one person pay one less payment or one thousand dollars less, or and you take a thousand dollars with interest, that really turns into two thousand or three thousand, four thousand over the course of twenty years, uh, making it easier for them and giving them a a kickstart to again being that first person. So that's that's really what drove me to do it and what is driving me to continue doing it. Yeah, dude. I, I think um, I think a point that you you may already know this, but it's like I also feel like the way you're impacting is by just instilling a, a stronger belief system in these people because that that may be the only scholarship, right? Like I know for myself, I didn't get a single scholarship because I was horrible in school, right? And I had no belief system, and then people started believing in me and this and this and this. But it's like that one scholarship that they got may kick them into gear of like, wow, like. I'm on a good trajectory. So I think that's a, a good impact too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and I tell these kids that what they went through, I mean, going, the hardest part is narrowing it down to now, to now eight students. Yeah. I've received over 130 applications and the majority of them, Chris are, I mean, heart wrenching. If I shared them, it would put people into tears. I ask three questions on the application. How have you been impacted by a generational curse? What are you going to do? What are you committing to do to break it? And what does change in the world look like to you? Hmm. And I mean, the vulnerability and maturity of a lot of these applicants is astounding. And it's... It's I let let them know that those things that they wrote down are what's going to serve them in the future. It's what's serving them in the future. And I'm here for them. I'm there. I'm part of their army of support, whether I'm the first person to start it or if they already have some people around and anything that they need, I'm here. I, I touch base with, again, all of them. And that's my commitment. So I guess our first round of graduates won't be until 2026, but you you can bet that I'm keeping up with them every step of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that that's going to be cool to see that come to fruition there. Um, cool, man. Well, you just touched on that. Where, where else can people connect with you? I know you got a lot of good things to plug and you're, and you're making some big waves, not only in Charleston, but I mean, I think all over Instagram, LinkedIn, other spots as well too. So I appreciate it, man. 
Uh, so the easiest way is LinkedIn is my favorite network. I love it. There's not as much nonsense on there. So LinkedIn, Ryan Cass. I post more on my personal Instagram page these days at Ryan A. Cass, but it also links to my business page, which is one W-O-N day today, one day today. We'll start getting some more activity on there. Been putting a lot of, got a lot of video footage in the background. So that will be coming in 2024. And every Monday, I release an episode on my podcast, Win Today. And that has been, that's been humming. So all those places, my website, ryancast.com. And that's how you can find me. Awesome, brother. Well, appreciate you mentioning that. More appreciative of you coming on the show. I'm thankful that we got to catch up. I'm thankful for the things you shared. And uh, I know all the listeners are are equally as grateful um, of all the good stuff you shared. So again, thank you for hopping on again. Grateful for you, man. Thank you so much. Well, that's it, everyone. Thanks again for taking the time to tune into this week's episode of Next Level Minds with Ryan Cass. Be sure to connect with Ryan on the various avenues that he mentioned, but most importantly, be sure to implement the strategies, the tips, the advice, and most importantly, the systems of winning that he recommended in today's episode. As I want you to perform well next year, Ryan wants you to perform well next year, and the future version of you wants you to perform well. Take these systems, run with it, Have a great week, have a great year, and build a great life.